Ag State of Mind, episode 33. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Greetings and welcome to this week's episode of Ag State of Mind. I'm your host, Jason Meadows, and today on the show, we continue our series across the river featuring folks from over in Illinois. And today, my guest is my friend Deanne Frieders. Deanne is the creator of the website blog, This Farm Girl Cooks. Um, she started it to kind of give people an idea of, you know, what to cook as a farm wife. And she, it kind of evolved in more in, uh, as a lifestyle piece for women involved in agriculture and farm wives and just people, rural women to kind of come as a place and, you know, be able to connect. And I, she does a really wonderful job. And Deanne is really special to me because she is the first person who actually reached out to me to want to be on the podcast. And, you know, that was, that was really a special moment for me and kind of, um, made me really feel like I was really starting to get out there. And so it's a, it's this really special moment. And, you know, we talk a little bit about that in the episode about how, you know, putting yourself out there can lead to some really great things. And just in how that's kind of been her kind of MO is to just put herself out there and, um, you know, never know where it can take you. And, you know, I kind of always go back to the old, um, saying, you know, I, when I say it, I think of Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan and he say, shoot or shoot, you know, take your shot. And, you know, you never, you know, if, if you want to be the best, you want to be good at something, you just got to take that shot. And, you know, I'm really glad that we were able to kind of, uh, reassure that here today. So, uh, all right, really cool. I'm really excited for everyone to hear this podcast. Um, my friend Deanne Frieders from this farm girl cooks. All right, Deanne, welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate the, you actually reached out to me. I think that's the first time somebody ever did that. So that was a, that was a really kind of a cool experience for me, um, knowing that somebody was finding me out in there in, you know, whatever space you may have. And so that was a, that was a really exciting thing for me. So um, tell everybody about yourself and, you know, what you do, you know, what your role in agriculture is, and we'll, we'll talk from there. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, my name is Deanne Frieders. I live in Waterman, Illinois, which is in the northern part of the state. Um, the nearest big town around us, I guess, is DeKalb, because um, mm, okay. our town, I think, is around 1,200 people, so pretty small. And we are farmers. My husband, I should say, and his parents are farmers, and uh, we farm corn and soybeans and have just kind of started to enter into a little bit of raising some cattle very small quantity there. And um, I'm kind of, I say I'm a farmer in training. So eventually the goal is that I will replace my mother-in-law so she can retire. And I also have a food blog um, where I share the recipes and field meals and things like that that I'm cooking for our family and then the farmers in our family. Sure. That's a, I mean, as far as your blog is concerned, with the you know, it's called what this farm girl cooks, correct? Yes. Right. And it's a very interesting concept because 
we as people who raise the food, I mean, we are proficient at raising it, growing it, you know, harvesting it, doing all the things that get it to the table. But I think sometimes for for me at least, we are kind of at a loss sometimes when it comes to the actual cooking and eating part and, and, and doing what's right and eating healthy and eating, you know, things that are that are good for our bodies. So, I mean, was that something that kind of you know, was a spark to you to kind of get this blog started? It actually was. Yeah. We, we have four kids, so I'm cooking a lot. And uh, let's see. Yeah, I guess we did have four when I started it in 2016. But that was also the year that I had left my corporate job um, the year before and stayed at home to be able to help out with things like that. And I really felt like you know, they're going out and working long days during the harvest season and planting. And I really wanted to be able to give them food that would nourish them and kind of look at it as, you know, as intended, it's fuel, mm -hmm. you know, to keep mm -hmm. them healthy and, and operational. And my grandparents had been farmers and I spent a lot of time with my grandma um, and she'd make, you know, meals for them. Um, but I think that they did a different kind of labor then. And so you know, their meals were a lot of scalloped potatoes and ham and just a lot of really, you know, heavier fare, mm -hmm. which is all good and, and well, but um, I wanted to kind of take some of those things and just modernize them, I guess, a little bit, um, try to get some more vegetables in <laughs> and things like that for the meals that I was making for our family and for our farmers. Um, and so it really just started as a hobby because I Googled what do you feed a farmer in a field <laughs> to try to get ideas for field meals? And there wasn't a whole lot out there. And I was trying to have an understanding, not coming from a farm background myself, you know, what is it that's going to work for them? And so, you know, kind of as it evolved, I figured out, okay, well, it needs to be something that they can pick up with their hands or, you know, they can't use a knife or it's got to be something that isn't, doesn't need to be served right away because we don't know when they're going to get, you know, and they're going to have a break to eat. Um, and I started sharing them on my social media. And then that kind of went into my blog. And then it kind of became a thing where I had people actually following and they were interested in what I, I was posting. Um, when my original intention was like just kind of documenting it. Isn't that funny when that happens? Yes. Like, isn't that so weird? Like I'm newer to this than you are as far as, you know, putting stuff out there on social media. But it, when when people start, like when you actually realize that people are starting to pay attention and, you know, are looking to you for things, it, it, it's a it's an almost surreal feeling. Oh, I was like downright flabbergasted. Yeah. I'm like, there's, you know, and I remember being really excited when I had like a hundred people that liked my Facebook page. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and now it's like 7,500. <laughs> but it's something that has kind of, I'll say kind of come naturally for me, but I did have a lot of hiccups and a learning curve at the beginning. Uh -huh. But I like that I did have those because I can help share my experiences so people don't have to go through that. They can just kind of jump in with both feet um, and, and have a good a, a good start to whatever their their feeding venture is. Do you mind sharing any of those any of those hiccups and things that you you know you had to learn from? I mean, some of them was just me not understanding agriculture like I do now. Like I mm -hmm. have networked with so many people in ag since I started that I really and I know I've got way more to learn. But um, you know, I I didn't understand that there wasn't like a set time to like 
that I couldn't expect him for dinner, you know, at the same time every night. And Ryan and I, we've only been married. Uh, well, we've been married for seven years. Uh-huh. Um, but so when I started out, it was kind of like, uh, you don't know what you don't know till you don't know. <laughs> you don't yeah. know. So, you know, or I, had, I made a meal one time where it was like, it was a knife and fork thing. I thought, I think I kind of had glamorized what a field meal might be like in my mind. And as it evolved, I realized, you know, there's the simpler you keep it, the better. Um, you know, I made one meal that was really nice, but I think it had a sauce in it that would break if you didn't serve it right away. Mm-hmm. And so that meal was a, was a bad one. And, you know, then it was like, okay, well, I have to make food that can sit for an hour because it may sit for an hour or longer. So it was really more just about, you know, things like that where I, they were just plain out failures, you know, or uh, even for my father-in-law, he will not eat anything with peppers. And I learned that the hard way when I watched him pick at his lunch one, uh. <laughs> <laughs> one day and he didn't want to hurt my feelings, but he was not eating those peppers. <laughs> that is funny. That is really funny. You know, and I, I think it's, I think it's a wonderful thing what you're trying to do because of what you mentioned earlier, how your grandmother cooked and, you know, how she fed her husband and the farmers and the people who are working on the farm. Um, because I, I know for me, I mean, that's probably the way we would eat too when we were working. Now, granted, we weren't field workers in quite the same capacity as you guys were because we weren't, we're not row crop farmers. Um, you know, we put up hay in the summertime. That was the closest thing we did to actual farming. But, you know, so I mean, but I remember my mom bringing some really heavy meals, you know, or sometimes she'd bring pizza to the field, you know, because it was easy. And uh, to do that is, you know, I think you have a certain responsibility as, you know, kind of as the as the mother, as the wife to kind of take their health into consideration maybe when they aren't. And I think that's a really, really wonderful thing that, that you are, you are trying to, you're trying to break that trend a little bit, I think. Yeah, I, I think a little bit. And I wasn't sure, you know, like I was just kind of doing my thing and, sure. um, and you know, I, so there obviously are other people that are kind of in the same boat, you know, and I do have, you know, some recipes where, you know, like I made lasagna cups um, so they could be picked up and, and eaten and it's lighter than a regular lasagna, but it's still a hearty recipe. Sure. So, but it's all really a balance of just, you know, having, I guess that healthy balance is what it is. Just making sure you don't eat like that all the time. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, of course. It's it's always, I, and I always, especially when I speak to people in kind of your position who, you know, acts as the, as, as the wife and as a caretaker in a way, um, and I compare them to my wife, She she's much like you, and she didn't grow up around agriculture at all. Um, I've spoken about this on the podcast many times in that, you know, she... I think the really the only experience she had around agriculture was her mom had two goats in the backyard, you know, and that was <laughs> that was it. So I mean, when she came to our place, which is a you know a, was a when we started dating was a 500 head cow calf outfit. Um, it was a little bit of a culture shock. So I mean, you have to as 
you know, as somebody coming into this fresh, you get to bring your own perspective and, you know, you maybe get to challenge the, the status quo a little bit. And I know she has, and then she's made it, Carrie's made it so much better on our operation because, you know, we've kind of been able to change some things that maybe weren't great, you know, change some processes, uh, make things simpler and streamlining it. Um, and you know, I think, so don't ever like, I, I think my, what I want to say to you is don't ever discount yourself as, you know, being quote unquote less than because you didn't grow up in this way of life because you have a very fresh and unique and valuable perspective to bring to that. Well, thanks. That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. It, could be intimidating a little mm, bit um, it is. to, you it's know, come into the ag space. You know, even at a, um, a luncheon I was at, and it was an ag luncheon last summer, and somebody was talking about, uh, in, in, oh gosh, maybe I'll say it wrong, inversion. It was uh, like from spraying or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, everyone at the table was joking and like laughing at this joke. And I was like, okay. And then as soon as I had a free minute, I'm like Googling it. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but, but I'll be the first one to say, like, I'm always learning, you know, and I'll even ask my husband, like, why do the roots on the corn, you know, look like that? And he'll, you know, just, why are the leaves rolling like that when I, you know, learned pretty early on, you know, if it was really dry, but um, just always being curious and asking questions. And that's been just my curiosity, I guess, has been kind of my saving grace. Yeah. I mean, and it's, that's, it's a big thing and it's, it's helpful to not only yourself and the people, but I mean, it's, it's helpful to your husband. I know because I am, I've been that husband and I was resistant. I was aggravated. I would get aggravated at her for, you know, for a long time. But then I, you know, it, it helped me to realize that, oh, I have the opportunity to be a teacher and, you know, and, and show what I know or, or maybe even like, maybe even question my own self. Like, well, why did we do it this way? Well, dad, right. dad did it this way. So, but, but, but why does that mean right. we have to do it that way? So, I mean, maybe get to challenge some of the things, whereas someone who is involved would just, you know, sometimes just go along with the status quo. And I think that's really a valuable uh, point of view. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of the connection comes from. And with um, people who follow me or that I, you know, I do some speaking engagements and things like that. But I think it's because I am able to say, see it and kind of like you said, through a, through a different lens where it's, I may not use the lingo or, mm-hmm. you know, the same, say it the same way that somebody that was, you know, really rooted in agriculture and grew up this way. But it, it's like in layman's terms, you know, so a lot of times, I'll use totally different terminology, but it gets the point across. So I figure whatever, you know, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and, and another, and another thing, and it's something maybe you may not even realize yourself, or maybe you do, I don't know, but I don't know if I realize this about Carrie in that she was at a class a couple of months ago and it was all people who were from the city and, she was the only person from the country, you know, raised on a farm. And she was able to explain to them our way of life and, you know, how we do in our operation. And, you know, she was able, that's probably the, you know, maybe the only time in these girls' lives that she was able, that they were able to talk to somebody from that background. And, you know, with your, the, the way the things you do, you know, the, the, you know, your, your blogging, your talking about cooking, talking about, you know, being a mom and a wife, 
that may be, you know, you may have that same opportunity to be, you know, you may be some person's only conduit or their only connection to that way of life. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think sometimes people have preconceived notions about what our life might be like. Right. Yeah. No. And I, I think that's I th- that's really a good point because I think some people kind of expect people that are farmers, that are ranchers to be backward in a way or, you know, Luddites in a way. But if, you know, if, if they were really to kind of think about it, I mean, there's more technology involved, especially in, you know, in, in row cropping than, you know, most people deal with in their everyday in city or not. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it's, you know, with the GPS and the precision agriculture and things that, I mean, all those things are completely over my head. Um, so it's just, it's really interesting to when people really sit down with somebody and, you know, I think you realize even though your lifestyles are very different, there's a lot more common ground than you may think. Right, right. And sometimes they just need to be, you know, made aware of them in a nice, in a nice conversational way. But it's, you know, kind of like anything, if you if you don't know, you don't know. I said that before, too. But it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think that people think, you know, we, we have an iPad that we use, and it helps to you know, to track and helps provide statistics and yields. And there's a lot of math and science that goes into it. And um, I don't understand it all. The little bit that I do understand, though, it's completely fascinating. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's definitely different than, you know, my grandpa's generation when he did things, you know, based on a totally different set of factors than what we use to analyze and, and determine things today. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. So I'm 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 very curious. What is and if you know if you're comfortable answering this, what is your husband's like? How does he talk to you? Uh, how does he react to the work that you're doing? And you know how does it how does that play with him? Yeah, that's a really good question. First off, I love my husband, uh-huh. <laughs> but I will say he didn't really get what I was doing at first. Um, I think he just thought there wasn't really a space for it. And he was, you know, I think, um, you know, well, I didn't even realize it, I guess, at first. Um, But then as it kind of, you know, became a thing when I said, well, I want to buy my own domain name, you know, and have this farmgirlcooks.com. And so like, that was like the first kind of step I took to making this like a thing and um, running it like a business. And he's, he has said, flat out when people have asked him that he was really skeptical at first. He just didn't Mm -hmm. get what the draw would be. I will say he is not my target market. So I don't know that he 100%, you know, I I think it's very hard for him to understand what I do, probably Mm -hmm. as much as it is for me to understand what he does. You know, just the ins and outs, the little things that you have to do to make things work, the behind the scenes things. I think it's, you know, he's not, here or he sees bits and pieces of it but I don't think he quite understands how much work goes into it but that's okay I mean and I think he's thrilled now that it's you know become my you know basically in the, as opposed to me going and getting another job now that our kids are going to be in school next year I will have this that I'll be able to do um, and that I'm doing right now um, which is a really good thing for our family so I think he values that you know knowing that we've got that's something where I can work from home and it does have some flexibility, especially living in a rural area. There's not an abundance of 
job opportunities. But this is, I'm lucky that this is something that I love doing and that I'm able to make it, you know, my, my job. Sure. Now, and the reason I ask that is, you know, we, I think a lot of times husbands and wives, they traditionally think, you know, they have, you have to a hundred percent be on board with everything that the other one does, or, you know, you have to be a hundred percent involved in the other one's life to, you know, to be a, you know, to be a functional husband and wife, functional married couple. And, you know, Carrie and I have found out over this last couple of years that that's not the case at all, especially when you are growing, when you're trying to grow. And especially when, um, you do have different things that pique your interests. Now, I mean, obviously there has to be some sort of thing you have in common for Carrie and I, it was, we were both healthcare workers. That's what brought us together. You know, that's, that was the common ground that, you know, we we were able to bond over that when we first started dating. But then, you know, when we came together and, you know, we still hold that together, but we were able to branch out and her thing is personal training, is nutrition, is um, yoga now. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, all things that, especially the yoga, like I've tried it. I do not enjoy it whatsoever. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, and I, but I love that she loves it. And I love, you know, and it was really hard for me at first, probably much like it was your husband to totally accept the things that she was doing because it was such a change for us. And, you know, but at the same time I saw, you know, when she was doing it, even though it was making me maybe a little bit uncomfortable, it changed me as well and made me want to be a better person for myself. And I think that that is, and that's really probably one of the, one of the reasons that the podcast started is it was my way to explore my interest and, you know, maybe expand on myself. So I'm, it, even though, and, and, and I'm not necessarily talking to you on this, I'm talking to anyone who may be listening, who, you know, has that thing that they're afraid that it may drive a wedge between their husband, between them and their husband or them and their wife. And, you know, it's okay to have the differences. It's okay to have th different things that interest you because even though you have a relationship and you are one, you know, you are one team, you know, you are still an individual yourself and it's still okay to pursue things that may not pique the interest of your partner. I love that. That is what I, I feel like I just went to a therapy session. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> no, I mean, you hit the nail on the head though. And that's, I think, you know, where, you know, when you're saying it is okay to have different interests and things, you know, um, like I, I don't expect him to read my blog post. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like it's not his thing. And I, sure. and now I get that. At, at first I would be like, did you read it? Did you read it? And then I realized like, it didn't matter if he read it. Um, you know, at right. first he would read it just to catch kind of typos or something like that. But, but yeah, now I kind of do my thing. And, and like you said, it's, and it is, and it was a little bit uncomfortable for him. And part of that was because I wanted to share, you know, things about our family and give these insights. And he's a very private person. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, mm -hmm. so I, I try to be like, you know, Hey, do you mind if I share this? He's gotten a lot more open to it. I'd say in the last year or two, but it was very uncomfortable for him at first or for me to just be so, you know, sometimes I've just kind of say what's on my mind or I'll tell it, you know, how it really is. And that's refreshing to people, yeah. but it also is a very vulnerable thing to do. And I it think is. It's so yeah. funny to hear dynamics between husbands and wives and see how they are s similar but different to ours because 
when it's talks comes to one, because I think there's always one person who's more outgoing and another who's more private and that, that outgoing and not private person is me, um, in our relationship. I mean, I, I lay everything out there. I, I worry about the repercussions of whatever later and Carrie is the opposite. And that's why, you know, that's why we make a good team in that, you know, she, she, we, you know, I bring stuff out of her and she keeps stuff inside of me, maybe a little bit, you know? (laughs) So, uh, you know, we make a, we, we, we round each other out really nice. And, you know, so I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a good thing to have. And, you know, so not, not, you know, you don't want to be, totally alike you know you don't want to be able to do every spin wake every waking hour you know you want to be able to pursue pursue your own interests and you know you are doing that and that's that's great and it's a healthy way for um anyone to live yeah and i agree with you know you had said something about you know growth and that's something that has probably been the biggest transformation of having my blog take off is Mm -hmm how much just personal growth, how much more confident I've become, Mm, Um, mm -hmm. you know, just there's so many benefits that I did not anticipate. And just, you know, I've, I've definitely become more outgoing as a result of it. Whereas before I, I wouldn't have been. So it's really just been, I mean, it's a lot of work and, it has its ups and downs, but um, it really has been a, a blessing. Do you find yourself much easier? How, you said you started all this in 2016, roundabout. Is that right? So now today, is it so much easier for you to just reach out to someone like and not worry, you know, about anything afterward? Or do you still do you still you struggle? Tell with me. That? I, I, I reached out to you. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, 100%. And it was awesome. I, I was like very flattered and felt it made me feel wonderful that you did that. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that um, before. But now I'm kind of like, well, the worst they can say is no. No, exactly. And, yeah. And then the other thing, you know, like I even, um, I was, it got canceled, but I, because of how things are right All now, but thing, I did yeah, have right. a, you know, I was supposed to have a, a speaking engagement at a national conference and it was because I reached out and said, Hey, I really think your members could benefit from this meal planning set breakout session. Like, what do you think? And I sent it off just kind of like not even dreaming that they would be interested, but they, they were. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, if shoot your shot, you know, I mean, you yeah. know, you, you never know. Yeah. And like you say, the only thing they can say is no. Right. And, and, I'm not um, pompous enough to think that everybody knows who I am. You know, like mm-hmm. I know there's a million, millions and millions of people who don't know I am who I am, but maybe they should know me. So, <laughs> so that's kind of been my approach lately is just, you know, I like and that. I, I like that. That's a, that's a good point. I mean, and I'm always looking to reach out to people who I feel like are like-minded and, you know, it's not just anybody or anyone or anything, you know, it's got to really you know, have, have things in common. And so I always just think, you know, like, how can I be of service? And usually when I do that, that's when good things happen. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And, you know, I've found that myself too, is the more you start reaching out and the more you, you know, the more emails you send, the more Facebook messages you send, the more tweets you send, you know, whatever your mode of communication may be, you know, the more confident you will, because I mean, there are going to be people that say no, or there's going to be people that don't respond. But I think for the most part, for the majority part, you'll, you'll find people are very eager to talk to anyone who 
shows an interest in them or shows an interest in what they're doing. And, you know, that's how we grow is just talking to more people and getting more comfortable talking to people. Right. And it's like, I mean, you're so genuine too. And I think that when, when you are that way, it shows and people can, can see that and, and know that, you know, there's, there's good intention behind it. And I think that makes a world of difference too. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, I want to be respectful of your time on this Saturday. So uh, I want you to give you the opportunity. Is there anything that we did not cover for you to talk about? And then also where can people find you online so they can follow your blog, follow you on social media and uh, any, well, I normally ask you where some upcoming things that you're going to be doing is, but that's not really, <laughs> we can't really <laughs> do that at this point, but um, I could, yes, I can tell you what's been canceled. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, people can find me on my website at thisfarmgirlcooks.com. Um, and it's also on Facebook and Instagram at thisfarmgirlcooks. And on Twitter, I'm at ifeedfarmers. I feed farmers, um, okay. But I would love to connect with people. And I have a great um, list of 101 ideas for meals on the go. It's a freebie. And um, that, that would be a really good resource for people. Very cool. We'll we'll link all this in the show notes when when this podcast becomes available. So uh, again, Deanne, thank you very much for reaching out to me, and uh, I, I really enjoyed talking to you today. It was uh, it was a pleasure for me. Me too. Me as well. Oh, great. Well, uh, we will talk to you soon, and keep up the good work. Thank you. Next week on the show, we continue with our Across the River series with my friend Kate Niemeyer. Kate has a really inspirational story of how mental health has affected her family and her life and the work that she has done moving forward um, after a pretty traumatic family event is uh, is really inspirational and really happy to get to share her story here she was introduced to me by our week one guest of this sh- of this episode uh, Adrian de Sutter I'm sorry of this series Adrian de Sutter um, over Twitter and really really happy to get to know Kate and her story it's such a wonderful story um, you know, like I said, it was hard. She had some goes through some really terrible things, um, or one particular really terrible event, but, uh, it's really changed her outlook on things and it's been really, really inspirational. And, you know, I found so much meaning in our conversation. Um, and I just wanted to, before I leave this week to, check on one another and make sure everyone is in, that is close to you is doing fine. Um, th- that's kind of the reason I started this across the river series is uh, here in Missouri with, as far as our COVID reg- regulations, they've been pretty lax. Everything's kind of, uh, once May got here, everything kind of has opened up. Restaurants are opening, businesses are opening. However, just a few hours to the East over in Illinois, things are completely different. You know, they are staying shut down and they're staying, um, you know, under a stay-at-home order and you know that's really tough and I just wanted to be able to tell my friends across the river that I am thinking about them and that even though things are really great over here in Missouri um, I'm still you know I I feel their pain over there so I would I really want um, everyone to know how important it is to make sure everyone that you you know is doing okay. So, all right. Well, thanks again for listening and uh, be sure to tune in next week. This has been the Ag State of Mind podcast. 
Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.